not barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me, hurt my feelings. Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy. This week we have the Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets on by, but thankfully we will be getting some key players back from injury. However, we might be seeing three backup quarterbacks playing this week, which will likely create a downtick in fantasy production in all three of those situations. Let's dive in. At quarterback, first off, we'll talk about Josh Allen. As we know, he suffered a right elbow injury as a defender came across as he was throwing and hit the ball and pulled his arm back, uh, spraining his UCL. Reports have said likely a grade 2 UCL sprain with potentially some nerve damage. If that's the case, I, I expect Josh Allen to be out. I know, you know, as many people were talking about it, he was listed as a limited participant on Friday. But we've seen in the past, you know, we haven't seen reports of how much he actually did, if he threw the ball or not. Um, we've seen in the past, I think it was either Dak or Russ years past, that they were listed as a limited participant, but they hadn't actually thrown the ball with their injured side. So I, I'm waiting on some reports there. Just given what we know about the UCL sprains um, and how long it takes to heal, the fact that if it was sprained, um, that'll, that will affect the, the ligament sprain itself will affect stability of the elbow. It'll f- affect his strength. If there's pain or swelling, it'll affect his gripping. And the nerve damage will also affect his gripping, his um, likely accuracy as he throws it, velocity as he throws it. So is there a chance he could play? I mean, it really depends on his pain and swelling. They probably wouldn't dial up too many deep throws for him, just keep it short to mid-range game. Um, but yeah, I, I would expect Josh Allen to be out, but just keep an eye on his status. Uh, apparently there's a chance, but I, I personally think he'll be out this week, which means Case Keenum. And there is a re- revenge game there, so maybe there's something there with Case Keenum. Kyler Murray, he's listed as questionable. He was a uh, did-not-participate and then limited participant the last two days of practice. He's dealing with a hamstring strain. It sounds like he is going to play. I expect him to play. I would expect some less mobility from him, less scrambling, um, and probably has, he, he has roughly 20 to 20 for, 20 to 25% re-injury risk in game, especially if he's scrambling uh, as he rolls out of the pocket. There's risk for that hamstring to be re-injured. Um, probably a bump to James Conner in this offense. I would expect them to run it a little bit more or at least some dump-offs just to get the ball out fast. And James Conner last week stepped right into his running back one role and took, I think, 90% of the pass reps, pass play reps. So I do expect Kyler to play, but just keep a close eye on his status. I believe they're the, the afternoon game. And then in that same game, Matt Stafford, as we know, he's listed as questionable with concussion symptoms. Uh, he, I, I don't expect him to play. I know he got a limited participant in or participation in on Friday, but typically when we see these with concussions, especially if they're a did not participate first uh, Wednesday and then Thursday, first first two days out of the week. Plus, with him, he was a, a midweek addition to the to the injury report. He showed up on Tuesday or Wednesday with concussion symptoms, and then they put him into the protocol. It wasn't done on Saturday, or I'm sorry, set Sunday after the game. So anytime we see that, I just there's there's a high risk to miss the game. Um, so I don't expect Stafford to play. And if that's the case, I would I would still play Cooper Cup, but you're probably avoiding everyone else in that offense. Ryan Tannehill, he's still dealing with the ankle injury. He's questionable. I'm not entirely sure what 
what his status will be. He was able to get a limited participation in and then a full participation in on Thursday. He was upgraded there, but then downgraded on Friday to a limited participation. So not sure if he had a setback in practice on Thursday after getting full reps or, you know, this team, the Titans team has been very conservative when it comes to injuries. Um, They could be just, it could be more load management. It could be uh, limiting his reps just to make sure he doesn't re-injure it. So just keep an eye on his status. Um, I I think there is a chance for him to play, but honestly not sure on this one. Whether he plays or not, I would avoid playing Ryan Tannehill in fantasy this week. Russell Wilson, of note, he's not on the injury report anymore. Uh, He was dealing with the hamstring and shoulder lat uh, strain, lat injuries. So, uh, yeah, no more excuses for Russell Wilson. He was off the report. At running back, we're getting some key names back here. Uh, You know, three actual three running backs all coming back from ankle injuries. We'll talk about Jonathan Taylor first. He is fully off the injury report. He was a full participant all three days out of practice. So that's a great thing to see. I think we can safely start him. He probably has around five to 10% re-injury risk as we know he already did re-injure his right ankle uh, two weeks ago and then missed game. But I think it's always good to see the fact that the, you know he was able to get full participations in all week versus uh, you know two or three limited participants and then lists as questionable. So I think we can safely start Jonathan Taylor should be five to ten percent re-injury risk, and he's at worst probably a running back two for us. I, you know, with Jeff Saturday coming in, I think they'll run the ball, establish the run. Um, yeah, and we know Deion Jackson, his backup, is out with a knee injury. Um, Zach Moss sounds like should he should be the backup. I know Jordan Wilkins was primarily the backup last week, but it should be Zach Moss uh, from reports that I've seen. Don't play Zach Moss or Jordan Wilkins. I think you can uh, I think you can safely play Jonathan Taylor and just avoid the rest. Aaron Jones is another running back who's off the injury report. He was a limited participant all three days out of the pra- out of the week uh, and fully cleared to play. I touched on him midweek, just talking about his injury and how I wasn't necessarily concerned about him. I think for fantasy purposes, he's still worth a flex option. He should see enough volume to pay off. He's efficient with his touches. Um, I do believe A.J. Dillon likely leads these running backs in touches this week, but Jones should be able to do enough to uh, be worth a start for you this week. So I'm, I'm starting Aaron Jones. DeAndre Swift is the third running back uh, who's coming off an ankle injury. He is also fully off the injury report, and this is really good to see, uh, although I still have a little concern here. He was a limited participant uh, Wednesday and Thursday and then upgraded to a full participant on Friday and fully taken off the injury report. He still carries 15 to 20% re-injury risk just with the ankle sprain and then still dealing with that shoulder sprain, shoulder injury, AC sprain. Um, I'm a little more concerned about Swift than I am with JT or Aaron Jones, just given Swift's history, as well as limited volume when he's played. Uh, we don't 100% know what what you know the amount of touches that he's going to see. Dan Campbell may limit him. So of the three running backs, in order of injury risk for this week, I would rank them as Jonathan Taylor with the least risk, then Aaron Jones, then DeAndre Swift. And Swift is likely at the most risk for least amount of touches, but he can be so efficient with his volume, um, and, and plus, given he got a full participation in, I think you can still safely play him this week. And all three of these running backs are plays for me this week. 
Ezekiel Elliott, he's still dealing with that knee injury. He's re-injured his PCL. Uh, he's sprained it, a re-aggravation, twice now. And he's listed as questionable. He's a limited participant all three days out of the practice, out, out of the week in practice. Jerry Jones has said the plan is for him to play. I think he plays, but I'm really concerned here about volume. Um, I think he's still worth a, a play, just given volume. You know, when we when we've seen him play, even though we know he has re-injury risk and we know he's coming back from injury. Um, you know, this this team loves rolling Zeke out as the lead back. I think if you're playing him in fantasy, you're relying on a touchdown from him. I, I would I wouldn't expect efficiency with his touches. Um, you know, kind of like a 10 to 15 touch, 40, 50 yard game. Hopefully he gets a touchdown. For me personally, he, he carries 15 to 20% re-injury risk, given he's re-aggravated that right PCL multiple times already, and he's at risk for re-injury in-game, as well as the 15 to 20% production dip. And then, I, again, for, for fantasy purposes, if you have him, he's hard to sit given he's likely still the running back one volume-wise. Uh, I think you still can play him if, if you don't have a good pivot. Um, but if you have Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard should be a must-start, in, in my opinion. He's probably Pollard's probably going to get the high-value touches uh, out of this backfield. So, Damian Pierce, he's coming off the shoulder-chest injury. He's actually off the injury report as well. He was a limited participant in the first two days of practice, full participant on Friday. Start him. Minimal concern here. Um, shoulder chest, usually that's like clavicle. It, it, I think he would have been listed as a rib with rib injuries if it was rib involved, but I think it's clavicle, AC, maybe maybe SC sprain, uh, uh, sternoclavicular joint sprain. But given the fact that he was able to get full reps in and he's off the injury report, I don't have concern on him. So you start Damian Pierce. Jarek McKinnon was a late addition to the injury report. He's listed as a shoulder, knee, and hamstring. All, all three downgraded from uh, from Thursday to Friday's practice, from a from a full participant to a, a limited participation. Uh, it's only safe to assume Chris Jones landed on him in practice and caused him to suffer shoulder, knee, and hamstring str- injuries. This is noteworthy. I wanted to touch on him because. You know, it's not like you were starting Jet in fantasy, but it's noteworthy because, man, if you if you look at the Chiefs' snaps out of this backfield, he's actually been leading the backfield in, in snaps and touches, um, or at least snaps. Last week he saw 62% of the snaps, while Clyde Edwards-Alaire only saw 17%, and Isaiah Pacheco saw 22%. So if Jarek McKinnon misses this game... It's an upgrade to someone. I, I, I would expect it to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire, just given the, the team's past history of using him in the passing game. Um, he's not great at pass pro. Jet was much better at pass pro. So I'm just not sure on... It, it's not like I would safely roll out one of these running backs, but if Jet is out, um, you know I think Clyde, Edwards, Clyde Edwards-Alaire likely sees the bump here. At wide receiver, Debo Samuel, he had been dealing with a hamstring strain, missed... Week 8, had the bye week to recover. He's a full go, and I would start him in fantasy this week. On the opposite end, uh, in that same game, Keenan Allen has already been listed out. Same with Mike Williams, but we knew that with Mike Williams. Uh, Keenan Allen suffered a setback during their bye week, week 8, and um, has not been able to return or practice. I think we could see another one to two weeks where Keenan misses, 
He might have a shot at returning next week, but this week he's out. So it it keeps Joshua Palmer in as the wide receiver one. You know, this is a tough matchup, though the Niners have been hurting a lot at cornerback. They still have Charvarius Ward as their, as their cornerback one, but they're decimated at cornerback two in the backup. So uh, I think you can play Joshua Palmer this week and hope he still gets the same volume. You know, they, they have to pass, and it's Justin Herbert throwing them the ball. So I would play Joshua Palmer. Mike Evans, he's listed as... Uh, Um, He had been listed with a rib and ankle injuries. He's fully off the injury report. He got limited participations in all week, but I think it's just more of a veteran rest, manage manage his reps and save him for the game days. Uh, I have minimal concern on Mike Evans. Uh, From an injury standpoint, I have minimal concern. He's a start for me, but he does have a tough matchup. Tariq Woolen has been limiting uh, the wide receivers he's faced. The Seahawks have been tough matchup actually for wide receivers but I think you can still play Mike Evans Brandon Cooks he's he's been he's still listed with a wrist injury although I would expect him to play his list is questionable um, but you know I, I think he missed the last game due to the whole trade trade request um, frustrations not being traded he wants to win I do expect Brandon Cooks to play and I think he'll be a solid wide receiver three flex option for us this week um, he should step back into the wide receiver one role there. On the flip side, Nico Collins, he's still dealing with the groin strain. His list is questionable and got three limited participations in all week. It sounds like he will play, but given the fact that he has a 15 to 20% re-injury risk, plus likely limited ceiling, uh, just as a, a, you know, a second option in this offense, I would sit Nico Collins. Alan Lazard, he's listed with the shoulder injury still. Uh, he's listed as questionable, but given the fact, you know, I, I, there weren't any reports about any re-injury from last week. He had a great game last week. He should maintain his wide receiver one role, uh, be, be the guy who gets the main targets in this offense. I think you can safely play Alan Lazard with minimal 5 to 10% re-injury risk. Jarvis Landry, he's still dealing with that ankle sprain, but he's actually off the fully off the injury report. He was able to get limited participations in uh, in practice this whole week, fully off the injury report. He still has, for me, just given how long he's missed, he has around a 15% to 20% re-injury risk. He may be worth a flex option. I would expect him to um, sl- you know, slot right back into his role, slot receiver, uh, might gather enough targets to be a wide receiver three, at least a flex option. So if you're hurting or if you have a couple guys on by and you need to start Jarvis Landry, I think you can. Um, he'd be kind of on my low priority list there, though. Nicole Hardman, he's dealing with an abdominal injury. Usually when we see these, it's, it's, it is either an abdominal sprain, strain or uh, he's dealing with a little hernia, like a sports hernia. Um, he was a did-not-participate all three days out of the practice, and he's actually listed as out already. So a little bump likely to Kadarius Tony. Tony for me is a boom-bust play. Uh, maybe he sees enough volume. I think they're still working him into the offense, but given Mikol had a big role, Tony could be a decent play this week. Jahan Dotson, he's still dealing with that hamstring strain, but he was able to get a full participation in on Friday, and I saw a video of him running. He actually he actually looks pretty good. Change of direction, burst, acceleration. He looks fairly decent. I think he plays this week. Um, you know, it's a Monday night game. Given the fact, you know, given how much time he's missed, he has around a 15% re-injury risk with a soft tissue 
strain. I think you sit Jahan Dotson this week and just see how he performs. We probably won't know if he's actually going to play until late Sunday or Monday morning. So I would rather play somebody you know is going to play on Sunday and just kind of sit and and use the wait-and-see approach with Jahan Dotson this week. Traylon Burks, he's coming off the left turf toe injury. He had been um, designated to return off IR and has been able to practice all week. And he told reporters the plan is for him to play this week. Uh, He hasn't been activated just yet. It's early Saturday right now. I would expect him to be activated at some point and play this week. But I think you sit him just given, one, we still don't know if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis at quarterback. And with the Titans, we just don't know how much they're going to play. One, how many plays they're going to play. They're, they're, I think last week I saw Scott Conner talked about, two weeks ago, Scott T- Conner talked about um, they played less than 40 offensive plays, which is an absurdly low amount. Um, you just can't get solid fantasy production out of that when that occurs. Uh, you know, this offense runs through Derrick Henry. We don't know how much they're going to pass. So even if Burks plays, I think you sit him in fantasy, same as John Dotson, use the wait-and-see approach, and just just hope he starts performing well and gets enough snaps to where we can play him for fantasy. Kenny Galladay, he's still dealing with that knee sprain, MCL sprain. His list is questionable. He's a limited participant in uh, three days out of the week, and it sounds like he's going to play, but I would sit him just given he hasn't been productive at all. He's missed a large amount of time. He carries around... I would say for him, a 20, 20, 20 to 25% re-injury risk. I would not be playing Kenny Galladay this week. At tight end, we already know Darren Waller will be out. He's been placed on uh, injured reserve, unfortunately, due to that hamstring strain that hadn't been healing. So he'll be missing at least four, four weeks out of the season now. Um, <clears throat> it slots Foster Moreau right into the tight end one slot there for the Raiders. I don't know how much you're going to get out of Foster Moreau. He hasn't produced a ton uh, since Waller has been out, but he's a body. We need bodies at tight end. Tight end has been very thin this year. So Moreau could wind up being, if if you're desperate, if you need a, a tight end option, Moreau will at least be getting the routes. He'll at least be getting the snaps. We just don't know how much volume he'll get. David Njoku, he's been listed as out with an ankle sprain. This is a disappointment because he had said he had a shot at playing. He, he, he told reporters that he expected himself to play this week, but he spent all week, all three days out of the practice on the rehab field doing drills. He wasn't able to get any practice in with uh, team reps. I do expect him. So he's out this week. I think he'll have a shot at returning next week. It just depends on how much he can practice and if he can get off the, the rehab field and into team drills. So keep an eye on that for next week. Evan Ingram, he's been taken off the injury report. He had been dealing with a back injury. He was a limited participant Wednesday, Thursday, full participant on Friday. And again, he's off the report. He should be okay to play at tight end. Again, tight end is thin. He's actually been getting pretty decent volume and has produced fairly well the last uh, the last couple weeks here. So I think you, I think you can safely play Evan Ingram with minimal re-injury risk. Cameron Brait, I wanted to touch on him because he's still listed as questionable with a neck injury. He's missed several weeks, but he was able to get full participations in all three days out of the week. Um, I wanted to touch on him because if he plays, he likely nerfs Kate Otten. Otten has been performing somewhat 
decently. Uh, last week, I think it was last week, he actually had a touchdown, but it was called back from uh, due to penalty. So if if you had been playing Kate Otten, just know that Cameron Brait may be active this week and nerf Otten's production. Next week, after these bye weeks, um, I do expect, just to give you a little forecast moving forward, I touched on David Njoku. He may be able to return, um, but for the bye weeks, I expect Gus Edwards to return. It sounds like J.K. Dobbins is a couple weeks out uh, from his knee surgery. He's probably a couple weeks out, um, but I do expect Gus Edwards to return from his hamstring strain. I do expect Mark Andrews to return from his AC sprain. Uh, they should play week 11. And then I do, I do believe Jamar Chase has a chance to return. I saw some reports that he indicated that he's going to attempt to practice, or maybe it was Zach Taylor talking about it. Uh, Chase intends to practice and see how his hip responds. If he has pain, if he has swelling, um, if he has any limp or limitations, they'll probably shut him down again. But it sounds like he's going to tr- attempt to practice, and there's a chance he may be able to return. So keep a close eye on that one. I know I will, um, and I'll be updating you guys. That does cover all the main injuries for this week. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel, and then follow me on Twitter at jmthrivept for live updates as any injuries occur. I'm also, I jumped on TikTok just with all the Twitter chaos going on. I'm on TikTok, same name, jmthrivept, doing some breakdowns there if you want to follow me on there. And again, if you enjoyed the content, please retweet and share it. And thank you and good luck this week.